All right, ready? Rock and roll. Welcome back to the RGV Sports Podcast. My name is Brian Ramos. I am your host, uh, joined today by my co-host, Andrew McCullough. How's it going, y'all? Good to be back. Uh, We're excited to bring y'all another preview this week for all the RGV football action we've got ahead. We had a lot of teams back in action last week as five and six A schools in the Rio Grande Valley got back to it. This week will be the first week that teams are really wholesale back in action across the valley. And we're really excited to bring you guys kind of what has been the most exciting weekend of Valley football in what feels like almost a year, Brian. Uh, We'll start it off with your thoughts on our game of the week. You're going to have a good one this week in mission. Why don't you tell the people about it? Yeah, so the the first week that football is officially back across the whole Rio Grande Valley, a bunch of those 5A and 6A teams set to kick off their season Thursday, Friday night. And uh, what better way than for uh, two of the most tradition-rich programs here in the Rio Grande Valley uh, facing off this Thursday, and that is the Edinburgh Vela Sabercats, who will be paying a visit to the Mission Veterans Patriots at Tom Landry Stadium. That game is 7 p.m. Thursday, and uh, and it, it's easy to understand why this one is the Monitor's Game of the Week. Uh, we got two of the most winningest programs over the last 10 years. Mission Veterans reached the fourth round of the playoffs just uh, two years ago, while Edinburgh Vela has been to three straight uh, third-round uh, playoff appearances. So this, this matchup, we couldn't get more excited for. Um, there's some hype going on Twitter between um, players from both schools and, and of course, the coaches, uh, Coach Campbell and Coach Gilpin, um, they gave the people what they want and they set this game up. And here we are, uh, week one for, for these two teams, and uh, they're about to go at it. And I, I couldn't be more excited to see the Patriots and Sabercats uh, this Thursday. What, what are your thoughts on this one, Andrew? I mean, this is absolutely a way to kick off the wholesale return of RGV football with a bang, certainly. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a pair of more successful programs during the decade of the 2010s than the Patriots and the Sabercats at the 5A and 6A level here in the RGV. Uh, well, in this one, we got two of the best AJs you'll, you'll find in high school football, uh, and, and I'll put that against any state uh, anywhere. Of course, we got Edinburgh Vela quarterback A.J. Sotelo, uh, the, the, the leader of, of that uh, Sabercats offense, who's a proven quarterback, a three-year starter, who's uh, been there and done that and, and proven why he's one of the best, uh, the best gunslingers here in the Rio Grande Valley. And I, I expect the Vela, they, they always seem to reload on weapons. Of course, they, they have running back uh, pa- Pablo Rivera or P.J. Rivera, who's a really good runner. And uh, I expect that, that Edinburgh Vela uh, offense, of course, with, with a really solid offensive line to come out and try to do their thing early on. And, of course, they'll be going up against uh, one of the, the best playmakers in all the state. And he's proven it time and time again, another three-year starter, A.J. Gonzaki from Mission Veterans, uh, one of the best wide receivers in the state. And last year when Mission Veterans quarterback went down with, with the leg injury, uh, A.J. Gonzaki shifted, shifted over to quarterback and did his thing there with over 1,000 passing yards, 500 rushing yards. He, he had almost, I'm sorry, 3,000 yards of, of total offense uh, last year between the receiver and quarterback position. Uh, so he's just an unbelievable player, and it'll be interesting to see how he and the Patriots look um, 
coming out here in, in, to kick off their season. They don't have uh, too many returners back, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up for them and who are the names to know on this Mission Veterans team. Uh, but, I mean, I mean, this, this is going to be fireworks here. Uh, we got the Adam Rubella Sabercats, Mission Veterans Patriots. It's, it's, it's blue on blue. Uh, the Blue Dogs from Mission Veterans against the Sabercats. And, man, this is, this is going to be a fun one Thursday night. I, I'm super hyped up for it. And then we also got another good one going on Thursday night. It's not the only show in town, uh, as a matter of fact. That one will be at Tom Landry Stadium and uh, a, a, few, a few roads over, a few miles over um, at Richard Thompson Stadium. Andrew, you're going to have a good one on your hands. That's right. On the other side of town, I'll be on hand for this one between the Sherryland Pioneer Diamondbacks and the McGowan Memorial Mustangs. Uh, it's going to be the season opener for the Mustangs, and it's going to be the first game for McGowan Memorial without Trevor or Campbell Spate in the backfield since 2011. Two of the best rushers and playmakers all around in Valley football history. Certainly going to be a tall task to replace them, but I think the Mustangs have a pair of guys who seem to be up to the task in Andrew Salinas and Michael Lewis, a pair of seniors. Michael Lewis was the fullback last season, was setting a lot of blocks for the Mustangs last year. He'll be on the receiving end of those this year a little more often. And Salinas saw some time in the backfield last year too, so that should be interesting because the Mustangs are going to have to replace not only Campbell Spates, but they're going to have to replace all of their receivers from last year. And in addition to that, uh, quarterback Joseph Laura is now playing ball at Southwestern. Uh, defensively, it's going to be a tall task for Memorial because this Pioneer team looked pretty good last week in their return to action. They really dominated the Royal Warriors, and quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger really set the tone in that one, playing just a phenomenal game. 400 yards through the air, 200 on the ground, and six total touchdowns. I mean, there's a reason this guy is up for the, uh, the Texas High School Football Player of the Week award this week because of that performance. Uh, I mean, this guy's dynamite on the field. I'm really excited to get to watch him play. It should be a real interesting clash of styles here, too, because you're looking at the pass-happy pioneer offense versus the traditional ground-and-pound uh, Mustangs approach on the offensive side of the ball. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, I would think if this one stays close, it would benefit pioneer just because – I would imagine it's a little harder to dig yourself out of a hole when you're a little more dependent on running the ball and, uh, you know what I mean, utilizing that time of possession to your advantage. But it'll be interesting to see what happens and uh, to see how Mr. Marburger can, uh, you know what I mean, follow up that dazzling week one performance. should be interesting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we got another team we'll be looking up to follow up a solid week one performance, and that is the Mercedes Tigers, who. Uh, are set for a non-district matchup against the McAllen High Bulldogs. And that, that game is also Thursday. I'm going to break down this little Thursday slate here for you before we get into Friday's games. And, and of course, uh, with Mercedes, I mean, they, they've proven – I think they proved just uh, last week just how good they can be with the big 33-13 uh, win over PSJ North. And um, they're rolling on offense. The defense was shutting things down. And – uh, the, the Mercedes Tigers opened the season up with a statement win and uh, against a 6-8 team, and here they are one week later. Uh, now they'll be facing the McAllen Bulldogs, who were a 6-8 team last year. We'll see how the McAllen Bulldogs look here now that they're making their debut at the 5A level. 
Andrew, what have you seen from the McAllen High Bulldogs? And what do you expect out of this one between uh, Mercedes and Mackay? Well, you certainly hit on it right there a second ago when you said Mercedes really came out with a statement win last week. I thought the most impressive part of their win was their play defensively. They were going up against an all-valley back in PSJ North's Isaac Gonzalez, a guy who's proven as a third-year starter he can get it done on the ground. He still got his, but Mercedes really held him in check, and they didn't get beat by the big play. That's what they're going to have to do against the Bulldogs as well to walk out of McAllen Veterans Memorial Stadium with their second win of the season. Uh, This Bulldogs group looks to me like they should have a very talented offense this year. Second season behind junior quarterback Hunter Pearl. Uh, In my opinion, just through watching uh, a couple practices so far this season, Pearl to me seems like maybe a player in the running for a guy who has taken the biggest jump developmentally from last season to this year. So I would expect some big things out of the Bulldogs' offense. they got a pair of really tall, athletic wide receivers in Quinlan, Canada, and Magana, two all-district guys last year. Uh, so I'd expect this to maybe turn into a shootout, but at the same time, you got two great defenses here on the Mercedes side, led by all-state linebacker Brandon Adame. Uh, the Tigers had a defensive touchdown last week, too. Maybe more of a special teams one since it was a – a muff punt, but nonetheless a strip and recovery in the end zone for those guys. But they're going to have their hands full, I think. Uh, the Bulldogs' defense was really good last year. They only return a handful of starters, but they were the second-best defense in 36A last year in terms of points and yards. Uh, so I think regardless of who comes out on top of this one, it's going to be a hard-fought, well-earned W for whoever comes out on top. Uh, And this should be a good barometer to see where the Bulldogs are at this year coming into 5A. We know Mercedes is going to be one of the favorites in that half of their district. The Bulldogs are in a a tough district now that features three teams that were in 6A last year in a five-team, 5A zone. So it'll be interesting to see how the depth shakes out there. Uh, we'll quickly touch on two more uh, Thursday night games and teams making their debut. And not just the team making their debut, but a first-year head coach making his debut. And as Donna High and first-year head coach Mike Gonzalez um, takes his team over to Brownsville Porter, and uh, that's a, a District 16 5 D1 matchup right off the bat uh, to really test themselves and see how they are against a, a Porter squad that showed some, feist, some, some fight and some feistiness last year. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Coach Gonzalez, in, in a weird year, of course, limited practice ability and, of course, starting the season months behind the rest of the state, how, how Donna looks here uh, in week one as they pay a visit to Brownsville Porter. And then you got uh, another one, Andrew. It's uh, a, a couple 31-6A uh, schools, uh, district opponents uh, going at it. Why don't you tell us more? Absolutely. This one will be interesting. The, the PSA North Raiders will look to bounce back from their loss last week. They had some positive signs to build off of in that fourth quarter, and they'll see if they can get the win this week when they host the Economides Jags on Thursday night in what will be the season opener for Edinburgh Econ. Uh, This one's interesting to me for a few reasons. I think we're going to find out how much depth Econ has. I expect for them to play some underclassmen guys. So I really think there could be some players in this game who – Maybe you haven't heard of before, but who you will hear a lot of after this game. Uh, should be interesting to see who really steps up on that side. 
And on the other side for PSJ North, I think they found their quarterback at the end of this last game in freshman Sergio Aparicio. He looked real sharp in the fourth quarter against Mercedes after the Raiders kind of switched between him and junior Zach Gonzalez at quarterback throughout the game. Uh, I would expect to still see Zach Gonzalez heavily featured in this offense. I wouldn't even be surprised if you saw them both at quarterback in this game too. Looking to see if PSJ North's uh, defense can rebound in this game. Not that they played a bad game against Mercedes. I thought they were forced into defending some short fields at times, but uh, certainly fell in an early hole and were down, I think, 23-0 at one point, which uh, they're going to have to avoid against this econ team if they want to prevent from starting on this 0-2 skid. And a real quick note before we jump into our our look at the Friday games, uh, Donna High unveiled today. They're going to wear the cool retro 1960s patch on the side of their helmet to honor late coach Earl Scott, uh, who helped bring the Rio Grande Valley its only state championship team in Texas high school football history. So it will be interesting to see the the Donna High guys in action with that on Thursday night this week. Yeah, a really cool thing to do to honor Coach Scott. And uh, so uh, some good Thursday night football coming at you. And then, of course, uh, everybody knows about those Friday night lights. And we got some big games coming on Friday night. October 23rd, and uh, I guess we'll start off with two playoff teams from uh, Class 5A a year ago. It's a non-district matchup as the head coach of Elsa Yellow Jackets make their 2020 debut against Rio Grande City, uh, a team who played their first game last week. And, of course, we know uh, what Rio Grande City did last year. Uh, just had an amazing run there in District 16 5A D1 uh, to win the district championship. And uh, now here they are. Uh, we'll see how they follow up. Last week's is a tough loss. Uh, to Zapata. Uh, they were in it. They were leading. And uh, they got some big plays from Mark Perez, um, who, who delivered. He had two two touchdowns, 150 yards on both those touchdown plays. So uh, just a really good start uh, for him. But it'll be interesting to see uh, who steps up in this Ed Couch, Ed Couch Elsa offense and uh, who, who leads them. We, we know they like to ground and pound people and just uh, run it down uh, defense's throats. And I, I don't think that'll change here. So it, it could be uh, a, a long night for that Rio Grande City defense. They're going to have to step up and stop the run and really be committed to it and execute and fo- follow the ball because uh, Ed couch uh in, in that nasty slot offense, uh, there, there's some trickery going on, and, uh, and they're, they're really good at what they do. And so it'll be interesting to see this Ed couch team against Rio Grande City Friday night. I will be there bringing you coverage of that one. So uh, – I'm looking forward to a trip out to Star County. Brian, you uh, you hit on it right there, but this Rattlers team seems like it just oozes with playmaking ability. Uh, you you touched on it there, but Mark Perez had that 99-yard touchdown run against Zapata this past week. Do you feel like Rio Grande City has enough big playmakers offensively to keep pace with that Ed Couch rushing attack? I think off- offensively uh, – they, they do have those weapons to keep up with Ed Couchelsa, but uh, the real question will be, what does Ed Couchelsa's defense uh, look like? Last year, I believe they were they were either the, the number one or number two defense in the entire Rio Grande Valley, um, that, that Thunder defense, as they call themselves, and uh, which is a, a, a well-fitting name uh, for them because they bring it uh, every Friday night, and uh, you can definitely hear the boom every time they play. So it's going to be interesting to see what this Ed Couch also defense looks like. They lost some playmakers, uh, but but they do have some key pieces back, like 
that Ryan Whalen. So uh, it's, it's going to be fun to see uh, Ed Couchelso make their debut here uh, this season. And then I know, Andrew, you'll be seeing uh, another couple of teams make their debut uh, back at Tom Landry Stadium there. Yeah, I'm excited for this one, Brian. This will be the uh, first 31-6A game. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to see in terms of just uh, big playmakers all over the field. And this one ought to be kind of an emotional return to the field for at least one of these teams, too. We're talking, of course, about the Edinburgh High Bobcats going on the road to face the Mission High Eagles and what will be a season opener and a district opener for both squads. Uh, this is kind of a revival of one of the Valley's oldest football rivalries, two uh, really storied programs that should be exciting to watch. The Eagles had a very uh, turbulent, I should say, offseason uh, with a lot of adversity coming at those guys, including but not limited to uh, the passing of former Mission High head coach Sonny Detmer, who helped take that team to uh, the state semifinals in the early 90s, along with current mission coach and former mission quarterback, Coy Detmer. So, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Detmer and Mission family. I expect for this Eagles defense to really be one of the best in the Valley this year. They got playmakers at all levels, starting with a, a state wrestling qualifier, a defensive tackle, and Dante Lopez. Guy's just an absolute beast up front. Uh, you got Justin Soto leading an elite group of linebackers, and you have a very, very deep secondary, uh, kind of led by a hard-hitting safety in Luis Brasenio. But on the opposite side of the ball is where I'm most interested to see what the Eagles can do this year offensively, uh, because they bring back junior quarterback Jeremy Duran, a third-year starter, and in my opinion, one of the Valley's most exciting guys to watch behind center. Uh, he led the Eagles on three game-tying or game-winning drives last year in the last two minutes of regulation or overtime. So he is really a, a crunch-time deliverer for them. But they're going to be without a few weapons this year. They graduated tight end Ray Garcia. Uh, they graduated running back Tito Maranta. So there will be some new names, some new faces maybe for the Eagles. I would expect them to still have that same firepower and punch. And on the opposite side of this one, the Bobcats missed the playoffs for the first time last year in a few years, so they'll be looking to get back in it this year in a crowded 31-6A. And they have a pretty impressive senior duo that hopes to lead them there in running back Shandon Woodard and uh, defensive lineman Emmanuel Derone, another guy who went to the state wrestling championships. Uh, these are two very special players, uh, power running back, and maybe one of the most one of the most, if not the most, explosive defensive linemen in the Valley. Jerome is a 31-6A reigning defensive player of the year from last year. Very special athlete. Uh, both these guys, ironically, have been taking snaps in practice at running back and defensive end each, just in the event of some uh, craziness this season. So who knows, maybe you'll see a, uh, an all-Valley defensive lineman taking snaps out of the backfield and and all district running back getting a sack in this one. It kind of should be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Absolutely. And then uh, we got another uh, 31-16 matchup, Andrew, between PSJ High and Edinburgh North. Why don't you give us a quick breakdown of this one? I'm pretty excited to see how this one shakes out, too, to tell you the truth. I think PSJ High might return the fewest lettermen and the fewest starters of any team in the Valley that I know of. 
they got six starters coming back, three on each side of the ball, all high-impact guys, but they only get 13 guys back from their varsity squad last year as the Bears decorate or graduate, I should say, one of the more decorated senior classes in recent memory in the RGB. Uh, PSJ High is coming off back-to-back district titles. They split one last year three ways with Mission and McGowan Memorial. So they'll be looking to do that again this year. Uh, offensively, there are kind of going to be some question marks at the skill positions for the Bears in this one. Uh, they graduate a quarterback, but in their pass-happy system, it kind of seems to be a matter of plug-and-play, matter more so than, you know what I mean, who quarterback is per se. They've got some good options, and they're confident they've got a guy that can get in there and sling it. Um, the real question for me, I think, is going to be who steps up at running back and at wide receiver. Uh, they get one of their five leading receivers back from last year in a talented guy, Vigo Lopez. He's a junior who's already committed to play baseball for the Texas Longhorns, but he's got a six-foot-two frame. He was working out of the slot last year a lot for the Bears, and he's going to be, I think, the biggest receiver they bring back this year. So I would look for him to develop into a big play threat in a major uh, downfield type of target. Um, Defensively, the Bears should be good in the secondary, especially looking at Isaac Espino, defensive back, ball hawker, really, to uh, lead that group. He had a couple big turnovers that saved games for them last year. Uh, So it should be interesting to see them back in action. But I really think the Cougars have what it takes to uh, get the win in this one if they pull all the strings right. Um, I mean, these guys looked pretty sharp defensively in their scrimmage last week against a good Brownsville Pace team. They bring back nine defensive starters. But you would think if there was ever a time to catch this Bears defense, uh, week one might be the opportunity. And especially playing at home, I think uh, Edinburgh North might be able to surprise some people in this one. Maybe not get the win, but I think this one will be close no matter who comes out on top. Awesome, Andrew. And uh, to quickly run down the, the rest of the Friday night action we got going on, uh, we got La Villa playing a, a visit to Lyford uh, in, in what should two playoff teams. Of course, we all know how good Lyford is. They've been showing that uh, week in, week out this season. So uh, that should be a good one. Let's, let's stay at the 5A level, and then we'll, we'll end with a, a couple of notes on uh, the, that those District 32, 6A teams and Raymondville and what's going on over there. So um, at the, back at the 5A level, we got PSJ Memorial uh, up against Brownsville Lopez, of course. Uh, Coach David Brown in his second year leading PSJ Memorial. Uh, last year, the Wolverines go 0-10, so he will be looking for his first win as a head coach, and he'll, he'll have to do that uh, on the road if, if he wants to get a win over the Lopez Lobos. So um, that, that should be interesting to see if PSJ Memorial can take any steps uh, moving forward this year. And uh, I think they got the pieces to do it. I think they got the coach to do it. And I, I think they believe that while, while uh, it may take a while, while the results may not happen overnight, that they can turn things around slowly but surely. And uh, then uh, to keep things back there in that, uh, at that 5A level, Brownsville veterans will be coming over to face PSJ Southwest. And uh, we saw how, how hot PSJ Southwest started off last year, a 3-0 team, uh, got some hype behind them. And then, of course, uh, they didn't win a, a game for the rest of the season. But PSJ Southwest showed that they're, they're a young program who is in the, moving in the right direction. And Coach Mike Evans – uh, has them playing a tough brand of ball and believing in themselves. And, of course, they're, they're led by uh, uh, their linebacker, Luis Banda, who's uh, just one of the best defenders, uh, hybrid linebacker safety, 
guy who can uh, play with the best of them, stop the run, and drop back and defend the pass. And Brownsville veterans, of course, uh, they have a 7-3 and three record last year but missed the playoffs. That's just how good District 16 5A D1 was last year. So Brownsville Veterans Memorial going to look to, you know what I mean, uh, avenge the, the way last year ended and, and start off with the win here. And then uh, we got uh, McAllen Rowe and Sherryland High, uh, two more 5A teams. I, I got a glimpse of uh, Rowe last week and uh, saw just what they can do with their, their run game. And, of course, they got a new quarterback in there, James Gomez, who, uh, showed some signs and flashed at times uh, just what he can do. So um, I know Rose battling some injuries. So it'll be interesting to see if they get any of those pieces back and who will be uh, in uniform for them. But they can always rely on, on that uh, ground game that they have. And, of course, they'll be uh, paying a visit. That game will be at Richard Thompson Stadium as they'll be facing the Rattlers uh, of Sherryland High. And uh, the Rattlers, uh, we got quarterback Benji Valdivia. He uh, was quietly one of the, the – most consistent and, and one of the uh, best quarterbacks that I saw play last year who can uh, run and pass and really takes command of, of that uh, Sherryland high offense. And I'm just uh, really looking forward to uh, what he can do uh, for Sherryland high, because we know how competitive that district 16, five AD two will be this year. So uh, Benji Valdivia looks like the guy uh, to lead the Rattlers in, in the right direction this year. And we'll get to see him against the Warriors early on. And then uh, the sub five, a level, we got uh, a couple uh, District 16-4A D1 matchups. Gruya at Zapata. Of course, Gruya is still searching for their first win. Zapata picks up a big one last week over Rio Grande City. That one should be interesting. Those schools kind of close in proximity. So uh, it will be interesting to see how the Gruya Gators and Zapata Hawks match up against each other. And then uh, rounding out uh, the, the 4A action is Kingsville King win this on the year against La, uh, La Feria who has only won this year. So uh, that'll be uh, interesting to see what kind of numbers Lafayette can put up against Kingsville King. Uh, we know uh, that Lafayette can pour it on, and uh, Kingsville King looks like the team uh, that, that they can do just that on. And then, uh, Andrew, um, if, you, if you don't mind uh, wrapping up with these 32 uh, 6-8 uh, uh, schools, we've got two games in, in that district, uh, but then we also got some other news kind of off the field that will keep some teams uh, off the field. Uh, these, these next couple weeks. Absolutely. Friday night in Donna against the Harlingen South Hawks as those guys look to snap uh, what's been a winning uh, – uh, my pardon, a losing streak that has spanned a couple of seasons now. I know those guys are very eager to get back out on the football field just like everybody, but they might be just as hungry to get back out there as anyone in the state. Uh, really searching for that first win. I – I'm, I'm rooting for them to get it done this year. I don't know if this will be the week, but I think the Donna North guys will take a big step forward this year. Some unfortunate news related to that 32-6A district coming out of Westlaco, that being that the Westlaco High Panthers have decided to at this time, either it's unclear whether they're delaying, postponing, or canceling their first two games of the season after Westlaco was set to host Harlingen High at home this Friday and then the Dino North Chiefs again next Friday at Bobby Lackey Stadium there in Westlaco. The entire Panthers team is in quarantine for a two-week period while they wait to uh, get back out there on the field. We're, we're still kind of waiting to see if – those zone games are going to be made back up for the Panthers because we know 
from talking to coaches earlier in the offseason. It was a priority there in 32-6A to play those zone games uh, with the highest priority. So in terms of Hidalgo County teams, the zone we're talking about is that 32-6A West zone, which features the Westlaco Panthers, the Dinah North Chiefs, the Harlingen Cardinals, and the Harlingen South Hawks. So it will be interesting to see how the storyline develops. I know the 32-6A coaches were going to meet at the beginning of this week to sort of hash things out and see how that might play out. But for now, no game between the Cardinals and Panthers for this week and no game for the Panthers and Chiefs next week. And that brings us to some similar news on the 4A level, which is that the Hidalgo Pirates, who are coming off another big win this past week against Kingsville King on the road, have had their Friday night game against the Raymondville Bearcats canceled. Also due to COVID concerns, uh, this is more of a carryover uh, from last week, more so than new news, Brian, uh, is after the Mission Veterans Patriots and the Raymondville Bearcats had to call off a game last Friday for similar reasons. Uh, certainly wish everyone – oh, and also I should add a Wednesday game between uh, Monte Alto and a district opponent was also canceled because of similar reasons. I believe that district opponent was Bonquete. Uh, so that brings us to five canceled or postponed RGB football games within the past week or so. Uh, we will for sure keep you guys up to date and give you the latest as all those storylines develop and unfold. Uh, but certainly from uh, our family to y'all's, uh, we wish everybody the utmost health and safety out there and uh, helping us curb the spread of this virus. Absolutely. And uh, it's not all bad news for 32-6A. There are a couple more games there in that district. And it'll be Brownsville Hanna against San Benito. We know how, both, uh, how good both those programs are and have been in recent years. So that'll be a good matchup uh, between them uh, in San Benito. And then uh, rounding out action in that one is Brownsville Rivera at Los Fresnos. So uh, th that rounds out all the Thursday and Friday night action that, that we got going on across the valley, Andrew. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how those games in the East Valley play out, too. Uh, that Brownsville-Hannah-San Benito game might be the game to watch this week over there. Uh, that should really have some fireworks on the field out there. I know those Greyhounds are bringing back a talented group this year, and I know that group from Hannah is eager to get back to the playoffs. And in that other matchup, excited to see uh, what the Rivera Raiders can do after taking some positive steps forward last season. Uh, against what should be, I think, one of the Valley's deepest teams in Los Fresnos. I think they return more starters and more lettermen than any team out there coming off a bi-district playoff appearance. So uh, definitely keep an eye out on the Falcons this year. And that wraps up uh, our, our football talk here, breaking down uh, the, the week of October 19th uh, through October uh, 16th, or I'm talking October 23rd. Uh, that is Friday. So. Um, the weeks are a little off this year because we got teams starting before other teams, and uh, some teams have played a few games while other teams haven't. So we're just going to run by the dates of, of uh, those Fridays. So uh, the week of October 23rd, that is a breakdown of everything we got coming at you this week. We catch you uh, in, in your city, catch us at your game. And uh, you can, of course, uh, follow us at RGB Sports on Twitter, at RGB Sports on Facebook. And of course, you can follow me at by Brian Ramos on Twitter. And Andrew, why don't you tell them where they can follow you? You can follow me at by Andy McCullough. Uh, that's a weird last name, but it's M-C-C-U-L-L-O-C-H. Uh, 
You can follow us both at RGV Sports on Twitter and Facebook, like Brian said. And we're excited to uh, bring you guys two football games piece each this week. Brian, aren't you excited? It's double the football. Yeah, absolutely. We're fired up to be back in action. All the teams, most of the teams back in action. We still got a few uh, waiting in the wings. So uh, really looking forward to getting back out there. But uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, sticking with us for the breakdown of everything we got going on this Thursday and this Friday night uh, here on the football field in the Rio Grande Valley. So with that said, thank you for joining us, Andrew. Absolutely. Everything Brian said and some. Uh, thanks for sticking with us through the craziness, guys. We know this has been an unpredictable season so far, but uh, we hope you enjoy the ride and uh, tag along with us as we uh, bring you the latest and greatest of all things RGV football in this very uncertain 2020 season. Uh, stay safe, take care, and we will see you guys Thursday and Friday, and we will be back with a recap show of this weekend's action this weekend. Uh, so we're excited to bring that to you. Thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time.